Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Fresh. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? One and only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T. Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... The king. The king of kings. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another jam week of Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs on 
all social media. Some people's DMs and less people text messages. And Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find this show, Kings of the Rings Podcast, on WrestleAddict Radio, where all podcasts can be found. Find us personally on at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and WrestleAddict Radio at Addict Wrestle, Addict underscore Wrestle, excuse me, on Twitter, and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We have an electrifying and jam-packed week of wrestling and news and notes to get into, and I mean electrifying, trust me. But always with me each and every week is the founder of Kings of the Rings podcast, Mr. William, still on Willie Welfare, Terror Shock. Will, how are you? I'm electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. Dude, I need a disco nap. <laughs> let me let me tell you. You can catch me on a dance floor at Will Tarashuk, T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H, UK across all social media platforms, and a Lyft driver near you, ladies and gentlemen. Ricky, I signed up for a case study for Crohn's disease. They're going to pay me $1,700 if I get approved. So that's like rent and a half. So I'm pretty pumped. Would you say 7,000 Nah, seven, like, 1,700. Like legal age in certain states, 100. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kate Murphy, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> My God. It's uh, Helium Kate over there. There you go, Helium Kate. Buzz, buzz, bitches. <laughs> It's me, the Queen Bee, the King Murphy, and the HBIC really of Wrestle Addict Radio. Like, you're goddamn right, I'm gonna talk in this voice for as much of the show as I can possibly muster. You I can doubt find she can me do on, it. <laughs> my god. You can find me on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy and on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. I'm very tired too. Alright, <laughs> uh, but seriously, what the fuck is a disco nap? Um, a disco nap? It was, I think, it was, it was, it was a line in Simpsons Road Rage, and I had just always ran with it. <laughs> it was Simpsson's Road Rage or Simpsons Hit and Run. Always like, ah, oh, I need a disco nap. Hey Google, what's a disco nap? Yeah, like I've never heard the term. I've heard like disco fries. I was just thinking, I've heard of disco fries. Which in some which in some countries is known as poutine. A, dis, a disco nap, according to Google, is a short nap before partying. What? <laughs> yeah, it's when you take a short nap before you go partying. I thought that was just a pregame. Well, no. Well, no. Pregame is with alcohol. No, I mean, like, in between the pregame, you get too fucked up at pregame, you nappy nap. Pregame more than you go out. Exactly, that's a disco nap. Okay. I know it had so a nail, I, I just thought I it was like. I'm literally after the show gonna do a quick edit and take a disco nap because I am leaving early in the morning <laughs> to go to a Fourth of July party. So how accurate are you? I want to take a ride on your disco, disco nap. Stew. Don't think too much. Just bust that nap. I want to take a ride on your disco nap. <laughs> you just remixed Lady Gaga. I did. All right, what's his voice again? All right, so now, now, it's, now it's my turn. I'm laughing really hard, now, and I, now it's the my more turn. I continue with this episode, it's just going to get worse. Hey, Probably. It's going to I could do a lot on a day. I could do this voice the whole show. I was at a bar tonight, and this guy bet me I couldn't eat all the food, and I ate it all. Was the food yummy? It was like 15 buffalo wings plus uh, a uh, a Philly cheesesteak. I didn't fucking know this would be that many wings in that goddamn platter. All right, I'm sorry. I'm gonna pay. Uh-huh. I'm gonna okay. pay for that on first okay. break, but we'll get there when we get there. Ricky, wrestling. 
God, this is the shit I deal with every week. Anyway, <laughs> um, so let's get into this follow-up last week of wrestling. Uh, we're going to start off with another AEW special that was actually for free this time. The uh, Fighter Fest um, show that was streamed for free on Beach Report Live. It was in um, conjunction with a gaming festival down in Daytona, Florida. And it wasn't as... <sighs> And, you know, overall, I don't think it was as good as maybe Double or Nothing was, but it had some pretty good um, good matches in there. What stuck out for me initially was that Fatal 4-Way between MJF, Hangman Page, um, oh, Jimmy fucking Havoc, and I forgot the fourth guy. Hangman Page. Um, oh, Hangman. Jungle Boy. That was the only match was I saw. Adam Page. Hangman Page. Hangman Page, yeah. Hangman Page, MJF, Jungle Boy, and Jimmy Havoc. Yes. Um, what stood out, what stood out to me about that match is that there is naturally a rivalry between Hangman Page and MJF. MJF is your best heel in a very, very um, infantile AEW, but I feel like they need to make MJF your top guy, your top heel guy in the company. I don't care if he's twenty three or not; he has everything that you need in a heel. Well, have you seen and- the? Sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, his press conference thing? I did not listen to it yet. I watched the press conference, and he says twice in the press conference that I'm the face of this company, I'm the face of this company. He is. For sure. Or he will be, anyway. He's making the headlines, and you need a natural foe, and when him and um, Hangman Page got into ring and duked it out, you can feel the robbery, and you can feel that there's something between them that can go on forever and ever, and if AEW's going to be something, I think they need to hang their hats in the long run on the MJF versus Hangman Page robbery, because I think that's the only way that they are going to really separate themselves from the competition. That, and take unprotected the chair shots to the head just like Cody Rhodes did out of fucking well, hang, hang on, hang on. I, have, I have a joke about MJF you got, you got, let me throw it in there real quick did a bear Don't walk into in McDonald's now. with MJF no no more bear jokes no no more bear um, oh shit hang on oh but no 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 no, no, no. I, 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 I stopped recording for a quick second but it's all good um, do you guys know who Gary V is what Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> What? No. Never mind. That joke's ruined. Continue on about Cody Rhodes and his chair <laughs> shot. Anyway, anyone who knows who Gary V what is, MGF is essentially Gary V to turned heel. What? I don't know. I don't get that. Well, you guys don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk um, is, an entrepreneur. So- yeah, never mind. I'll send you guys links. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, sorry. We're I haven't been keeping fans. track on much. my entrepreneurship. <laughs> sorry, Will. Yeah. Still on me though. Loving my I'll, life. I'll, I'll look up. Okay. Um, well, so, I'm gonna edit that. Sh- I'm gonna edit that shit out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna edit out you being the love of my life. Well, no, the whole Gary. You're v gonna joke edit thing. my love out. Uh, no, no, just How just just you? the Gary V bullshit. You guys don't know who he is. Yeah, no, totally have no clue who the hell he is. Anywho, Cody Rhodes um, went up against Darby Allin, who officially, lo and behold, signed with AEW, had his debut match. Darby Allin does what Darby Allin does. Take a lot of take a brutal beating and still tries to come up swinging. He's like he's like ultimate Jeff Hardy. The match is boring. (laughs) I thought the match was fine. I I shouldn't use the word boring. It was slow. Yeah. Um, I think Cody, Cody, I think wanted to slow the match down. 
you know, and I think, because I think he probably thought um, Darby Allen being like only 22, which I did not even fucking know, um, would probably speed the match up, which I think was good. And so they played the story thing well about how, you know, Cody's trying to like, you know, break this kid and the kid won't break, which is a typical Darby mm-hmm. Allen match. Um, and Darby Allen did what he did. He, like I said, he took these crazy spots and he still kept up, still got up. And then they went to a draw <laughs> because in AEW they have time limits like old school wrestling did, which I don't know how I feel about that, but it is what it is. Um, and then during that draw, Sean Spears, aka the perfect 10, um, unloaded on Cody Rhodes' head. <laughs> like, literally, Cody Rhodes turned around and he got, took a chair shot to the head, like, 1998 Attitude Era, like, un, like Mick Foley from, what was that, Royal Rumble? 99, Royal Rumble 99. Um, but just a, a, yeah. a, a, a quick a quick thing on Darby <laughs> Allen. I, I, used the word, I used the word boring. Boring is a complete wrong word. There's nothing wrong with the match. It was just, it's not what I expected from the match. The match itself was, was fine. I think Darby Allen looked... A great debut. I love the time limit draw. It's very old school wrestling, um, and sometimes it's kind of like a sh- it's a shitty WCW thing to do. Um, but this one, I think it really worked. It's something we haven't seen in a long time because WWE doesn't do it anymore. Um, it's it's a good way to to to, yeah. to keep an angle going without making like they're not looking. They both look fine. They both look good. Um, yeah, because Darby doesn't suffer a loss, yeah. and Cody, being the head yeah. of the company, does not suffer but a loss Ty either. But Ty Dillinger, the head of a company, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Chairman of the board. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that was just... Oh, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I, like, listen, I listen to Gift of Podcast, hashtag Seamus Plug, and Mance went off on this unprotected chair shot and how it shouldn't uh, they shouldn't have a place in wrestling anymore um, and to an extent I agree I, I agree I agree um, <laughs> but like it was such a what a sound what a thump yeah because he fucking almost annihilated like he knocked him unconscious yeah uh, well his head was bleeding in the back because um, he hit him wrong yeah, wasn't it an accident? Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be bleeding from the back of his head. Like, part of the chair open when it shouldn't have or some shit? Something like that. He hit him in the wrong spot of a chair. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to hit him on, like, the seat side, but, like, he hit him in between the seat and the top of the back. So it's like, it's like naturally cutting somebody. Which is what happened with how, with how much force he used to knock the shit out of Cody. Like his skin, like Cody's skin on the back of his head was falling yeah. out. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> was, it was bad. That was like, ugh, ugh. It, was, it was uncomfortable. But I, I don't, I don't mind the unprotected chair shots. You know, it's if you're willing to do it. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> but it's every now and then. I think it's a great effect, and it's wrestling. You know, it's not ballet. True, it, it, it is it is theater to an extent, but you also have the livelihood of these people um, in your hands. And also, 
This isn't just a random wrestler. This is your face of the company. This is your head of the company. Do you want your head of a company taking unprotected chair shots? No, absolutely not. Like this, and then he still has to run a business. That's true. <laughs> in the morning. Like, that, that brings me to, I'm going to jump to a question here. Um, you know, you have Cody taking chair shots. You have the your vice presidents, the elite, Kenny, and, and, you know, um, fucking, I was going to say the, 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 uh, makeshift party boys. I forgot the fuck their names are. No, but, um. The Young Bucks? The Young Bucks. There you go. The makeshift Sorry. party <laughs> boys. Yeah. The Young Generation Bucks. Generation Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have them headlining all of your AEW shows thus far. Um. Are we elite? Are we young bucks? Are Kenny Omega? Are Cody Rhodes too invested in the ring right now? Especially when they have to, you know, put on suits during most of the day and run no, a company. No, because they're not the main event. They're marquee matches, sure, but the main of no, they are the main event. They're the, the main, main event, event was John Moxley. No, that was not a main event. Oh, that was an unsanctioned it. match. Stop it! No, no, it was, and I Seriously? can tell you why. I can tell you why. I can tell you why it was an unsanctioned match. Because remember what we said a couple of weeks not, ago? Yeah. Because Mox cannot actually compete on American soil. Wait, who? Mo- John Mox cannot compete. Um, it, you know, it's that whole he can't compete uh, with... with uh, he can't compete on American soil being like under NJPW. He has to compete with um, All Elite. And I think that was a thing with him being in an unsanctioned match. That was not the technical main but event. But he's signed for AEW. I'm aware, but I think they're, they're. I think they're kind of just playing with the whole. He's not actually. You yeah, know, but uh, he's not. He's not. But competing did he go on last? Yet. Not officially for a pay per view. But did he go on what last? What does that even mean? Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's fucking stupid, Ricky. <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing but that's ever. What they said that's what they said. How did he go it, on it was, last? It was stupid. Be the main event. It was stupid. They it was stupid. That, they said that, you know, after after the Omega and the Young Bucks match, that was the end of Fighter Fest, and this next match is an unsanctioned match. You know, it's it's an, it's not part of the card. That's stupid. That's some loophole bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, it's a loophole, but it's also a good recipe. I get it. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if NXT did the same thing with Gargano and um and Champa? Yeah, it's still the it's they still the main the event thing, though. They could do the same thing. Louisiana. So, so, so would you, you say that Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon was the main event then? No, you would say it's Champa or Gargano. Yeah, you Champa and Gargano. That's no, exactly what that I mean. Of, they made that part of the event. <laughs> but what the, I don't understand what the point is. <laughs> I said Champa and Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> I need sleep, guys. Christ. But no, but no, John Moxley was the main event. What was the, uh, what was um Double Nothing's main event? Technically it wasn't. We're gonna go by what they said. We're gonna go with that storyline. It wasn't the main event. The main event was the Lucha Bros. Um, no, no, no. And, we're gonna go by um, we're gonna go by yeah, all, uh, all of wrestling. The main events what's go what goes on last. Usually, I don't understand. I just don't understand why. It's just what they wanted to do. I liked it, saying that it wasn't part of a show, but it's technically like part of a show. Style the, I think if it, was it wasn't part of the show, then I why the camera's rolling? That's yeah. Well, we did the whole lights off. If lights it wasn't part thing. of the show, why is it like, in your ring? Show. If it wasn't part of the show, like, then why was it on the show? 
<laughs> Why was it streaming? It wasn't. It technically wasn't on the show. They said the the, the event was over, and this match is not sanctioned it's like by AEW. Po- what's it's, it's a post card. Like we have the pre show, we have the main card. Now like we have the post show yeah. with the encore. It's like, like, a, it's like a, we don't it's need like a dark match encore. It's, it's, it's they're talking we do it smack. We do the wrestling, but they just don't show it. But that's the purpose of it. It's a dark match. Yeah, but they showed it this time. So it's part of the show. No, how can no, you, how really can you use the word show story. and then say it's not part of the show? I have no issue. Like, I understand like it's not part of the, the card. Like, I get that logic. I just don't get why. That's why I'm just very like resistant to this. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was match, stupid. Will it make more sense when I, find, when I watch this later? I'm gonna probably watch it yeah, today. it'll make more sense when you watch the when you watch the, how they like they didn't AEW didn't want to be in storyline, didn't want to be involved in such a style of a match. Okay, which it was pretty it was pretty fun. Anyway, brutal. Ricky, to answer your question, Cody and the Cody and the Bucks and Kenny um, are not they're not they're not really front. I don't think they're as front and center um, because also neither of them neither of them are. are in the title picture. It's Jericho and I Hangman. Agree as well. It, I mm. think people are more focused on MJF and fucking yeah. even Sean Spears and John Moxley, of course. No, I will. I, I feel I like will. people Sean are more. Spears is in a, Sean Spears is in a feud with Cody Rhodes. I, I, I will like, agree. I feel like if you're if you're really if you're really talking about a title picture here, your, your number one contender is Hangman Page versus Jericho, and they're not even really highlighted. They're mid cards. Your main events are your Cody Rhodes debuting, um, going up against a debuting Darby Allen and the Elite versus the Lucha Bros. But I I think Cody the, with the Cody and the Sean Spears feud. I think the attraction in that match is Sean Spears to see how he'll do translating from WWE. What, the attraction in that match is that Sean Spears laid out Cody with a chair. Yeah, that's the Cody's attraction. gonna like Cody's gonna put Sean over. And I if think he can I, walk. He can walk. <laughs> but regardless, I think the purpose of that feud is put Sean over. Like the fo- you would. You would hope. The focus of this company, I feel like, are the young guys like MJF, like Sean Spears, even hopefully Sonny Kiss. I don't see that just yet. Uh-huh. I don't see it. I, 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 will, I will agree. Um, AEW know. has some work to do like with its undercard because I, this, is, this is something, an issue I see. This is something I was thinking about um, while watching it. Once TV happens... Um, I, I was wondering how many how many fans are going to be like me, where they watch AEW, but they skip through shit they don't want to see. Like I skipped the women's match. Um, I only watched Christopher Daniels' match because I know who Christopher Daniels is. But I wonder how many fans going to be watching this and see what Penny and the Bucks and Cody do, and just kind of skip. That's yeah, that is a problem. That's what people are. That's why people are going to tune into AEW. They're coming in for Cody and the Bucks and. Omega, but they're gonna stay for MJF. They're gonna stay. Are they? Or are they just gonna tune in for when Cody and the Bucks come on? Because that's an issue. I think in the beginning, yeah, it's gonna be mostly people trying to see Cody and trying to see uh, fucking even Jericho and Omega. But people are gonna get really invested into MJF. I really think MJF. I I mean, I think so too. Like, keep in mind, look at other wrestlers that like. We we all thought we would love like Hulk Hogan forever and ever, not like anyone else, and here we are. What do you mean with the Hulk Hogan reference? Like I'm just like picking him as like just like a random question. Like, everybody loved Hulk Hogan, like he was the dude for a really long time, like three decades. But there will be others. One would hope. Like that's why I say like 
if they're not supposed to be the people that you're, if the elite and Cody and the Bucks aren't supposed to be, you know, the the people in the ring that are supposed to be getting the highlights, don't put yourself in highlighting matches. Maybe put yourself in the beginning, then have people stay for the rest. You know, don't put yourself towards the end of the card, or even be yourself the official or unofficial main I like, event. I like show. Cody's placement though. Cody's dead smack like. Cody, I think Cody is Cody is step fine. one in the main event. The same thing with double or nothing. I think Cody's placement was fine, but I think you have the Young Bucks again being the main event. Yeah. No, I see. I see what you're saying. And we, or just the elite in general being the main event, and I don't. I, I that's kind of an issue for me. I just don't see the elite as the main event of AEW. I just don't. They sh- the, the the way I look at them is I look at them it's as the called all elite wrestling. They are the main. Event. No, I understand <laughs> that. Name. I just. Wh- but when I think of like storyline and like people that are gonna elevate, I think it's I just, I think of the new people automatically. I'm not thinking of Cody. I'm not thinking of the young bucks. I'm not thinking of Kenny. They have nothing to solidify. They're here. They are what's gonna bring people in. They were here to change wrestling, and I think it's everybody else that's what's gonna end up making AEW so successful. You want- but the problem is no one's talking about everybody else just yet. They're talking about they're talking about Cody taking a shot to the head. Yep. They're talking about the elite going up against the Lucha Bros and then coming out as fucking Street Fighter. That's what everybody's they came talking out about. Street That's Fighter? <laughs> yeah. Um which is all nice. They look, and they look ridiculous. Like, is this <laughs> They did look oh my fucking God, ridiculous. So but that's also brings me to like another thing. Like, is the style that they're doing on these, you know, these pay per views or whatever you're gonna call them, right now, is that gonna cross over well to weekly TV? Can they be this gimmicky all the time? And I don't think so. I have been wondering how they're gonna translate to TV, just in general. Like, what's it gonna be like? Yeah, it brings out in the tree, but I don't think they can just do all these these style of matches like the 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 Bucks and and Omega versus the Lucha Bros is a very physical match. Even then, you have like you know Matt and Nick Jackson and Omega taking shots to the head, mm-hmm. like all the time. There's only so many and headshots a person can take. Exactly, and like if you're gonna start, if you're gonna try to compete with the E and be on weekly episodic television. You're gonna have to dumb down the style a little bit. It can't be this intense all the time. Of course, you wait till TV starts, yeah, and people start complaining about it. Um, but Ricky, ask me this question <laughs> again after Kenny Omega beats uh, John Moxley, and then we'll have a real, we can have a real discussion. What question? Um, if a, if uh, Kenny and the Bucks and all of them are two forefront in, in wrestling, once Kenny beats Moxley, mm, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. You mean when? What, you mean in the main yep. event again? A thousand percent. If Kenny goes over Moxley, and I would agree that he's. I mean, but when, when you're whatever. building a company and establishing a brand, like yeah, this is what they should be doing. It makes sense. Like if this is a year from now, and it's still the same old, same old. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. But for right now, it's fine. Because they all are stars. Yeah, but I establish yourself as the stars. But you got to build up other stars soon. That's the that's the one issue. Well, do you, would you consider Darby <laughs> Allen a star after that? After after the other night, I would say he's a person of interest now in AEW. I mean, I'm I've seen Darby Allen, so I believe he's a star. In okay, the making. so to, to someone to someone you know who just mean? who is just introduced to Darby Allen, put yourself in that kind of situation. Would you consider him a star? <laughs> That was just introduced yes. to Darby Allen. Like if that was the yes. first match I saw, 
I would probably say I'd want to see more of him. I wouldn't consider him a star. I don't think one match makes you a star. Okay. I mean, you can argue that to the day, but you know, the cows go home. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. One hundred percent. I'm on the same. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. You know, but it was done. It was done in a tasteful way. Like Cody didn't win. Cody didn't lose. Darby didn't win. Darby didn't lose. And the difference is here: the young, the, the elite won flat out. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> they have they to. beat him at double nothing too. Yeah, they beat him at double. But then again, nothing Lucha Bros are kind of. Well, I'd say I would say Pentagon is an established star. Yeah, yeah, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, and oh, I forgot the other guy, uh, Laredo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the third guy too. Sorry, Laredo. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Laredo. I had to just, there's there's a lot there's a lot of people in masks and it's hard to put them all together. <laughs> I still don't think I can name the Lucha House Party. What's up? Oh, it's the all Ultimo Dragon to me. Damn it! <laughs> no, we're not all Ultimo Dragon. And Kate, how could you not name the entire Lucha House Party? Who is it? Sin Cara. Yes. Um. My phone, it's not Sinkar, actually. Sinkar is not? Really? No, it's not Sinkar. Oh, it's Lince. <laughs> it's Lince Dorado. Okay. Kalisto and Grand Matalik. I always mix up Kalisto and Sinkar. How? Kalisto has the tail. I don't know. And he botches a lot. Sinkar just He's injured a beats lot. people up in, uh, in catering. Too many people in masks. It's Rey Mysterio and everyone else. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. I respect Luchadors a lot, but like it's Rey Mysterio than everyone else. I I I guess. But anyway, overall, what did you think of Fighter Fest? Well, it was top heavy. The last three matches were great. Um, everything before that was kind of just meh. You know, I would kind of consider that bottom heavy. But that's just the way I see it. But I, I get what you mean, being like the bottom half is the top of the card. Yeah, yeah, top, mm-hmm. top of the okay, yeah, exactly top of the card. card top heavy. By top heavy, I mean main events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was heavy at that point because I mean I know where Christopher. I watched the Christopher Dance match and it was fun, but like wasn't anything I was into. Like you said, the women's match wasn't anything I was into. It started picking up with the Fatal Four Way with MJF just because MJF's an asshole from from Long Island. Like he talks just like a Long Island. Yeah, there. perfect. Yeah, not Gary V. Gary, I'm gonna call him Gary V. MJF is great. <laughs> who the fuck is Gary V? I can't wait till you eat MJF and you call him Gary V. He's gonna be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> He'll probably know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. If you guys burrow out to a guy named Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk? He runs Vayner Media. <laughs> Okay, sure. I don't know what that um, means. Neither do I. I have no clue who that is. So once we try to figure out an entrepreneur that we do know, we will be right back um, and we will discuss the beginning of a new era in uh, weekly episodic wrestling television for Raw and SmackDown. Let me tell you, folks, it starts out with a bag. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, 
but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past and my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is the Gift of Podcast. This is your resident smart slayer, Doc Haas, from the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Kings of the Rings podcast, right here exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. Feeling and, like a you know, freak we- on a leash. Herman Eminem. <laughs> all right, all right. I will never tell you about a listen to corn again. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can't wait till you get a job. I know. <laughs> So, so this, if this is what 13 hours in a car is going to be with you on the way to Survivor oh, Series. Oh, Ricky, count, you yeah. have no idea. I, I have so much planned for that. We're, we're doing Willie, Willie T Sing Along, a.k.a. KOTR One for the Road, where I am just singing along to songs my radio. Oh, my, oh my, I have a whole Spotify playlist. I'm just going to be jamming out, and you're going to be sitting there loving every second of it. It's going to be like third. I'm gonna, it's gonna be thirty minutes. Just me embarrassing myself, singing behind the wheel, and I can't fucking wait. I'm going to sleep in the back seat for most of That's this. That's fine. You can totally do that. You'll still be on camera. <laughs> well, whatever. Who gives a shit? Anywho, um, so we 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 did our show last week, and after we did our show last week, all of a sudden the wrestling news floodgates opened up because Vince McMahon has decided to either take a step back or kind of just you know up the ante in his you know unsaid battle against AEW where he has hired Paul Heyman and he has brought back Eric Bischoff out of retirement to be the executive producers of Raw and SmackDown respectively. Um, Paul Heyman taking charge of Raw and Eric Bischoff I think after Extreme Rules from what the Twitter sphere has told me um, will be taking over SmackDown live and it's pretty clever that he's doing this Raw already being established on the USA Network Paul Heyman doesn't have to do much with the executive there besides you know obviously don't speak too much of his mind Uh, Bischoff being the more savvy person can um, can do a lot of wheeling and dealing with network executives especially with the Fox brand which I think Bischoff is the perfect person to kind of be be that liaison between Fox and the WWE, but what are our thoughts initially on bringing back Heyman and Bischoff to run? You know, shows? my first, my God. first fucking thought, Ricky. Remember a few weeks ago we were going back and forth about maybe switching days, and you were yeah. like, "Well, no, wrestling's on a twenty-four hour news cycle anyway; it doesn't matter." And I was like, "Fuck, Ricky had a good point here because <laughs> like, literally the day we released." This broke, and I was like, "Damn it, Ricky has a goddamn point." <laughs> so, Ricky, points points yeah, no matter, to you. No matter what we do, we're gonna yeah, miss yeah. something. So, so, so points po- points on your side. But no, in all seriousness, I Thank think you. I think it's fantastic. Um, Bischoff is random. Um, not gonna lie, because you know he's been back in kind of wrestling prominence with his 83 weeks with Conrad Thompson, which is fucking outstanding, by the way. I highly suggest everyone go listen to it. And his and his fantastic TED talk for yes, November. Yes. Yes. So. Um, I want to say it's it's new and refreshing, but this is just another example of wow WWE going right back to that Attitude Era. Well, 
<laughs> but is it or is it just giving the reins to the people who are the most creative minds in the business besides, you know, obviously Bruce Pritchard and not so much Vince Russo? You know, these are your top guys from the most lucrative era in wrestling. These are your most creative people. Yeah. You know, can they go back to the well and do and it again? I think it's great news. We can see it on Raw. Kate Murphy, what were your initial thoughts? I'm sorry I interrupted you. My love of my life. Love of my life. I'm <laughs> fucking so excited. I'm just... Paul Heyman doing anything, he does no wrong for me. So I'm really excited to see that. I, I finally am, like, excited. To, I was excited to watch Raw. And I... Yeah. Like, when I heard Paul Heyman taking over on Bischoff taking over SmackDown, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm excited. You know what makes me excited about this is that this is the way they can keep the brand split because I can almost guarantee Heyman's Raw and Bischoff's SmackDown are going to be two different styles of programming. Yes. And I like that. And you can you can do the crossover shit, you can do the wild card, but I think it's going to be a lot more limited now. Um, and I think they're going to create two different shows, which I think in the end benefits I everybody. I want the SmackDown sections right now. This <laughs> <laughs> is so the SmackDown sections. Yeah, and this is a thing. And for like a really long Smackdown time, eight. SmackDown felt like an extension of Raw because like. It still does. Stylistically, yeah, they they're the same. Like SmackDown now is just like the recap episode of Raw, which is really unfortunate because oh. SmackDown was the better show for years. <laughs> well, the the wild card, pand- yeah. it's pandering to Raw's mediocrity. Yeah. So the fact that Bischoff and fucking Heyman are taking over, like, I believe in wrestling again. I'm very excited to like have faith in WWE. They're finally they're gonna do something right. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because, I mean, if you look at Fighter Fest, AEW is a uh, was a, is good is pretty edgy, you know, comparatively. A lot of thumbtacks. We didn't talk about that main event match. <laughs> oh, that Dean Ambrose match! Oh, oh I was like, the feet, dude, the fucking feet, oh, the fucking barefoot. Oh, also, my God. did you see that picture <laughs> of um, Joey Janela going off, like going dropping the elbow? That amazing wide shot of like him in the crowd and the background. I was just like. Oh, it's the best shot. Yeah, it was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Matt Men posted hashtag uh, front of the show. Um, so incredible. But anyway, Raw kicked off with a bang. Yeah, it did kick off with a bang. Oh, well, like I said, they it, they wanted to be edgier. AEW's edgier, and you know you you now you're bringing in the two two edgiest guys in wrestling history to run your brands. And so now it's like, all right, you guys want to be edgy? I'm going to bring the guys who created edgy to the mainstream. Um, and like it did, it kicked off with the bang. We had um, we had Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a false kind anywhere match. And like when the, when this came on, I was like, thank God we're getting this over early. <laughs> like, I'm tired of seeing this bullshit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Braun tackles Lashley through the LEDs, which I've seen a tons of times before, but then no one bleeped out Corey when he said, holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. No, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was bleeped out of Hulu. Uh, and it was also, it was also delayed. Like he, well, yeah. he uh, said, holy shit. Like, wow. Like the fucking people were, uh, like, uh, the guys for this, the stage hands are coming in. I was like, wow, Corey, a little late on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like it wasn't said like someone got fired from that um and then they played this angle really well because the pyro went off for a long time that's something else i noticed i was like it kind of like it made it look faker 
Yeah. I thought it made it look more real. Because we've seen the spot before, but the pyro has only gone off maybe for like, what, two seconds and it stops? This one just kept going. Again, I'm not a, like a lighting technician. I would have to speak to someone who is. Just be like, how realistic is this? I could be completely wrong. But, um, why am I shitting on the spot? I thought it was fantastic. It was awesome. It was great because it got you thinking, like, did, was this supposed yes. to happen? Because it, I thought it, it was real. Just, it did because it wasn't just a buy-in from from the performers. It was a buy-in from everybody else on the show. Yeah. Like, everybody's bought into this. Um, and, it, I mean, it, I look back at the footage a lot. It looks like Bobby Lashley got electrocuted. <laughs> you don't really see – like, it does. When you look – when you actually, like, look into that hole, it looks like Bobby Lashley got electrocuted and had to move out of the way. Um, it looks like more pyro went off than what was fucking necessary. You know, it looks like when they were um, – when they're bringing Braun to – to be uh to be ambulance that he has like a burn on his knee and like i like i don't know if it's kayfabe or not or if we're trying to hide an injury but it's almost totally um foreseeable that maybe braun legitimately did get injured and maybe that is the real part of a whole maybe. story the best part of this renee young said hospital what you know what? you know like vince doesn't like the word hospital but they always use medical facility uh, Renee yeah. Young said she's going to the hospital. I loved it. What I actually liked about this too, I guess from you, like this too, from a um, <laughs> this only th- you're, you're becoming Dave now. I didn't even uh, think of that. Yeah, um, but what I also enjoyed about this, which I think you'll enjoy, well, was that camera angle that they had on the side, yeah. like that wide shot from mm-hmm. up above where they were like everybody scrambling. Yeah. And the best part about it is no one talks. It was stressful to watch. <coughs> yeah, Cole. That's but, why uh, it that worked. That was the idea. Commentary sold it great like, when they came back from the break. Idea. Like, they were all, like, all sad and somber. It was like, um, um, the show. And the lights didn't come yeah, back the sh- on. the show must go on. Um, they're going to the local medical facility to get some treatment. And we'll get updates as the night goes on. Corey Graves is like, I'm not going to be a dick for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you think Corey was worked on this? I don't know. That's a good question. Because he he left the position. He ran to the scene. Did he? Oh. Like, yeah. Do you, I do you think he? I he, I think he might have been worked. That's awesome if he was. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's it's not it's does it's not um it's not uncommon for them to work their own talent. They worked Mark Henry on uh on screen. It's a very Heyman thing to do. Yeah. yeah. To keep everybody on their toes. But Raw is Heyman now. Um, and that was a great way to start off because we now believe that Heyman is going to bring back Pyro. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. Another giant surprise on the Raw was the appearance of the Street Profits. They weren't in the match. What the fuck was that? It was they awesome. Didn't out, they didn't go out to the, to the stage at all. They were just backstage, multiple segments, sipping from a red Solo cup and just talking shit with everybody. It was awesome. But it was absolutely amazing. I will take the Street Profits backstage overall every week until they're ready to be called up. No, I have a. I was reading something that they may have been called up already. It because is highly possible. They said that we're on Raw now. 
Yeah, but I mean, they just got I the know. titles. Give them a run. I know, <laughs> but I feel like I'm very concerned that NXT is going to pull some shit out because I feel like they're just going to try to pull as much talent. Which I'm fine with, actually, because NXT is deep as all hell. Like, there's so much talent in NXT, like, it's, it, you're almost wasting talent by not calling them out. I don't think your point. tag division is that deep. No, it's not. Right now. Their tag uh, division sucks right no. now. The <laughs> NXT? Minus, like, Undisputed. I fucking hate the Forgotten Sons. Because no one cares about them. They're the they're fucking worst. I like the Undisputed Era, and yeah. I like fucking. Street the Street Profits. Only looking at Danny Burch. And that's, and that's it. That's all they got. Um, I've such man whenever they decide. No, to come they're over. on. They're in UK. So they're in UK. They're, they're, that's that's those. That's those four. That, that's Side it. note: I have to watch it and later. My babies and mustache mountain are going for the tag belts today. Oh I, yeah, I have to watch that too. I, ca- um, I caught up on like NXT and I caught up on UK over the weekend. But the Street Profits are now on Raw, which I'm very, I'm happy. Yes, good for them. I felt like they still needed a bigger run in NXT, but it is what it is. Can they survive in this role? Well, they made the Hulu cut, so it's looking good so far. <laughs> so far. That's very true. I feel um, like they're the, going to the, have like a nice, compelling feed with like the Usos and the New Day, but apart from that, be underutilized. I hope not. I mean, maybe they'll move over to SmackDown, but I mean, they got to get the belts off of them first. Um, in How do some you think way, they shape do it? I don't know at this point. I'm just concerned like, like they're going to just drop run. them. But they just did that with fucking War Raiders. War Raiders. What are they called now? The Viking Experience. The Viking Experience. Whatever the fuck they're called. Who knows? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, the gem here is Montez Ford. I think Obviously, he'll be champ in four years. Montez Ford is fucking amazing. I love him. He's also huge as shit. I met the Street Profits. They're really down there. Cool people. Um, but yeah, good luck to them. Like I said, their 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 backstage segment with Heyman was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, what wasn't so great was the backstage segment between Seth and Becky. Awkward. Um, (laughs) Like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, Seth, you can tell that Seth's really into Becky, and Becky pretty much runs the relationship because, like, when Seth would try to say something about, like, trying to, he'd, like, choke up almost. Like, it was just, it was just not good. He's got a bad for her. Yeah, he does. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's really I, I so. see it on TV, and I don't believe they're dating in real life. Really? I mean, they are, but, like, their, their on-screen chemistry, <laughs> they their on-screen chemistry is <laughs> trash. It's bad. It's, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> well, apparently they've been together since, like, February, and they've, and they've lived together already. But that's a lot. Yeah, but still, I, mean, I guess like, they've been like friends be for a long time. <sighs> he's just so into her, and I feel like she's very into him. But like, she's not gonna like express that like that. Whereas Seth, like he's he's the fucking hard eyes emoji when he looks at her. He's all touchy. He's all touchy he's feely. Like, g- get you a partner <laughs> that looks at you like Seth looks at Becky. Yes, but you have a job to do, Seth, yeah. and get the fuck done. And then 
out of complete left field, Maria Canella shows up. Something about your love, your love. <laughs> One and of the greatest themes in WWE. We end with that, if we don't end with that theme, Will, I will drop Oh, we're starting you. and yeah, ending with that theme. What are you, nuts? <laughs> yes, it's the greatest theme in wrestling it. right now. I love now. it so okay. much. I remember, I, was, I remember you blasting that at Evolution. <laughs> It's a great it's song. So I will do a Jeff Hardy dance to that song. <laughs> I remember when that song came out and we just blasted it for like an entire episode. It's so good. It was so good. So she comes up, she brings in her husband, Mike Canellis. Mike Canellis doesn't he has, speak. He has, he, has, he, has a, he has a titty bounce. <laughs> yeah, he does his titty bounce. And then. Which was bizarre. She just, she just and it leads to a match between Seth and Mike Canellis. Maria Canellis is like, "How about me and my bitch go up against you and your bitch?" Loved it. It's amazing. I was like, what? I had to rewind and watch because I thought I missed something. I was so confused. <laughs> I was. We're all confused. We're all. Confused I was like, all right, I was like, there's, there's 22 moment. minutes of Hulu Raw left, and they're gonna squeeze this match in. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? It was so just like random. I mean, it just keeps on belittling him in like a mixed tag match or whatever. And then Maria's like, stop, stop, stop. When Becky goes Becky goes to try to attack her, she's like, I'm pregnant. Becky's reaction though, the Oscar goes to, spoiler alert, not Dolph Ziggler, but to Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the, funny, here's the funny thing about that. She's actually pregnant. Is she? I'm shocked they let her near a ring. <laughs> she revealed on Instagram her pregnancy test and it says pregnant. She is legitimately actually pregnant. That was not a work. That was a total shoot. When did she do that? Like reveal it on Instagram? Because I feel like, like today. I, today? Yeah. Like, I'll look it up right. Like, she is legitimate. Marie Canales is legitimately pregnant. Because I could have sworn she was pregnant in real life, but then I thought I made that up. No, no, she is. And then, then yesterday, then Monday happened. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. So, I I saw someone else pregnant right now. I saw me. Who am I thinking of? Me. I saw I saw me. I'm pregnant. I saw a um a bleach report. Yeah, right here. Clear blue, <laughs> pregnant. Oh my god. <laughs> so I saw a Bleach Reports um, article that Mike Canellas walked out of the WWE show um, after signing a new deal. So maybe Vince was just like, all right, I'm going to bury you on TV. Well, I mean, she's pregnant, so... <laughs> I mean, it's. I think someone on Twitter said it. Like Mike Canellis being a cuck on TV is what 2019 needs in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. I can't wait for the, the children that are growing up idolizing my, Maria Canellis and all the children that turn out to be like that in like ten years. All right, here's my here's my question. I don't know if this is actually uh, uh, an actual work or a shoot. Did Mike Canales actually drop his name and he took Maria's real Maria's real last name in when real they got life? married? Yeah. No, I think that's just for WWE. And think in real life, it's Mike and Maria Bennett. It is. When, um, on it on is. the indie okay. show, it was Mike and Maria Bennett. And that was years ago. Okay. So yeah. But if they made it Canales when they went back to WWE because she was more famous in WWE. So why would they do it under him? 
And he's a cuck, so. <laughs> it ironically, it kind of works. I like it. She plays. She plays a great like heel, just to belittle. Woman. <laughs> You're not man enough to impregnate me, but Becky is. Becky's like, like that's, that's not that's how it works. I watched that scene publicly, and I just couldn't contain myself. That happens. <laughs> We know what, that that whole segment yeah, it, was the it, greatest, yeah. the greatest love I've ever known. <laughs> I've ever known. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, speaking of love, Drake Maverick <laughs> won the twenty four seven title and is going honeymooning with this title. He he finally won up our truth. Um, him and his real wife are going on a honeymoon with the twenty four seven title. <laughs> And I totally expect Archie to witness Andre. He's Maverick's gonna. Honeymoon. He's gonna Houdini on the bed, on the bed with the rose petals. He's gonna Houdini. <laughs> How is Archie gonna? No, do they're this? gonna be banging. He's gonna tag out and do a Houdini. <laughs> wow. Nice. Twenty four seven, baby. Nice. <laughs> Fucking Houdini. Something they can show on TV. Yeah, though. I, I was gonna hear smacking cheeks, and our truth is gonna leave the room with the belt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Would you make our truth what a a nine, nine time? time. Nine times. I thought he was at nine already. Eight. He was at eight actually. Oh, he's at eight. We did this. We did this last week. Put him at eight. Should, should be a nine, and everything. Um, which is hey, more power to R two. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Jake Mavic's Jake Mavic's fake wife is a nine. Fuck yeah, he is. <laughs> oh my god! Well, but congratulations, Drake, and his honeymoon for as long as it's going to last. It's not going to last long at all. Did they consummate um, their marriage yet? Well, that's why they go on the honeymoon. True. So, but sometimes the honeymoon period does return, and returning this week on Raw was the club fucking finally. Mm-hmm. Heel AJ Styles came back in full force in the main event of Raw and beat the absolute leaving shit out of Ricochet. This is three years in the making to bring back heel AJ Styles, and it worked beautifully. Well done. Mm-hmm. So well done. Because no matter what happens in this feud, Ricochet is a made man now. Paul Heyman said, hey, AJ, I need you to get Ricochet over as, like, the main guy who could potentially become a world champion down the road. AJ's like, say no more. Give me my boys. Hold, we got hold this. Hold my beer. And then Styles clash her from the second rope, and Ricochet's <laughs> not going to blink for a few minutes. <laughs> 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 Yo, Ricochet's face after that brain buster was... A-plus. That's the face he makes when he gets his finger yeah. buttholed. <laughs> his butthole fingered. <laughs> so bad. What, what, I, what made me really get into this feud again was the backstage segment when they slapped the shit out oh, of each other. Oh, it's basic. I was like, oh, okay. This is the feud of a summer, which I, I do believe this is going to be the best feud in wrestling. For main event two weeks in a row. No, it will not main event SummerSlam. Rocked, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Roman uh, Taker, baby. But it will st- it will steal the show at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy the club is back. Now we get we get the club doing something. Apparently, the club may have signed new deals, which is good as well. 
Um, but maybe they'll actually maybe they'll show up to TV on time, like the last time I saw the club <laughs> out in New York. <laughs> fucking like ten hour before Raw started, they're fucking up out of Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm still doing? mad. I left early. You need to go with your friends somewhere. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you miss Luke Gallows? It's like big seven foot ass getting out of the taxi. I know. <laughs> Too, too, too fucking funny. But anywho, so um, not only is Raw part of reunions, it's getting edgier. Raw's also getting a lot creepier these days. So what Raw, what WWE revealed on their Instagram, what I've been looking out for is that on Raw and on SmackDown, we have not been getting Firefly Funhouse. However, the Firefly Funhouse puppets have been appearing backstage on Raw and SmackDown mysteriously. And quite frankly, it's kind of freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> I love it. It's it's a good game to play because you gotta find them all. Yeah, it's true. It makes you pay attention. Yeah, and I only found one this week on SmackDown where there was a uh, one was behind Apollo Cruz when he was walking to the um when he was walking to Gorilla. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't notice any this week. Whoops. And Will, have you noticed any of these puppets Duh, backstage? They're good Easter eggs, though. Yeah, I saw them last week, not this week. My thing is, what is it leading to? Because we don't get Firefly Funhouse anymore. We got the puppets showing up randomly. If it's not Alistair at Extreme Rules, I'm going to fucking throw a chair. Yeah, I fucking love how Alistair was like, oh, someone's at the door, but next week, no one it's was there. It's our truth. Looking for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> It should be our truth to open up the door. <laughs> You're not Carmella. <laughs> that would be the worst way to kill Alistair Black seriousness. I would accept it, though. That is the only way I think I would let his seriousness get ruined for our truth. I think I think Alistair Black would just start cracking up if that ever happened. If they just like if, if they fucking worked him. Wait, no, now I want it. I want an Alistair and R Truth feud. <laughs> if they ribbed Alistair Black with R Truth coming in. I want it. Should it should have been Zelina Vega. <laughs> no. No, you like, hey babe. Could you imagine? Hey babe, I'm, I'm, I'm like video She's like, hey babe, I'm kinda horny. You, can you wrap this up? <laughs> Did you see the video of them and uh, Xavier? When? Uh, I was on Twitter the other day, so like he's wearing her shirt, <laughs> and he's all like excited, like, and he's all excited about it, and he goes, and she's like, oh, I like your shirt, and then he, as he's walking by, Alistair Black is just standing there looking at him all menacingly, and he goes, nice shirt, and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the Alistair Black response. He's just nice shirt. He's like, bitch sells more than me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I, it, it, hopefully, it's Bray Wyatt. Hopefully, Alistair Black gets out of that. Um, gets out of that space wherever he's at. I keep at. hearing it's Cesaro, and I don't want it. Like not now, anyway. But why? Why, why Cesaro? Something for him to do without putting him in a title picture. Which is stupid. <laughs> but like. I don't know. You have the puppets showing up all the time now. What would be really cool if the, if, if the uh, if the puppets showed up during Alice's promo, if they showed up in the background, Ooh. or even like the shadows of them. 
something like that. Can you imagine being like an intern for WWE and like, oh, so guess what? You're going to be on TV. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. What do I need to do? Take this puppet. <laughs> hide hide, hide yeah. this puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and when we tell you go, you stick the puppet out for five seconds and you pull it back. <laughs> I would cry. Congratulations, kid. It's your 15 minutes. Hey, man, I'd do that job. <laughs> I would do that job in a heartbeat. My dream is to be in no way Jose Congo line. <laughs> That's my life dream is to be in no way Jose Congo line. Your dream's not to be a rosebud? No. I want to be in no way Jose Congo line. <laughs> That conga line starts in catering and ends in catering because that's all that's as far as it's gonna go. Maybe if I tweet at him enough, he'll kidnap me on for Monday Night Raw in two weeks, and I can finally live my dream. <laughs> but I'll just be sitting there, and be like, "Oh, I wonder where Kate went." No way! They're all me. I'll be like, "Oh, there's Kate." <laughs> on TV while I'm here. In the VIP bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Ah, so strange. I would love if we actually just brought people out to do this conga line. I would love that. Um, yeah. But let's move along. We do have some Smackdown-like things that did happen. Um, KO totally belittled Dolph Ziggler's career in about 30 seconds, awesome. which was amazing. And then Shane McMahon put Dolph and Kevin Owens into a tag match together against Heavy Machinery. And the winner of that tag match would get, would get included into a SmackDown Live tag team title match at Extreme Rules, which is still not an Extreme Rules stipulation. It's just a triple threat tag match. Be that as it may. Um, KO and Dolph Ziggler. Could this be, could this be the beginning of another strange bedfellow? I wanted team? them to win so bad. Me too. I was pulling for them so hard, but then again, Heavy Machinery's finisher, the, the trash compact, whatever it is, it's such a great finisher. It seems so like I love it. It's just a it's just a flapjack on a flap flapjack. Yeah, and I think Otis Dojovitz is one of the funniest people on television. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's. <laughs> So stupid. It's just like, I could listen to him talk forever. He definitely did that shit in high school and annoyed everybody, and now all those people in high school are like, motherfucker. <laughs> He's still doing that annoying shit? How? How do people like this? I can't yeah. wait till I I can't wait till I get famous and the bear joke becomes iconic. Good luck I with swear that. God, if that bear joke ever <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what Otis reminds me of? Otis is like if Chris Farley was a wrestler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. It's Chris it's Chris Farley as a wrestler. And that's fantastic. All he has to do is put on a suit and do that fucking dance from Saturday Night Live. Other, does that make the and other guy you, David Spade? Man, down by the river. <laughs> Chippendales. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm Heavy Machinery is getting a really big push here. It seems like it seems like they're big on Heavy Machinery, and I think it's just because they they get the cr the crowd loves they're them. They're They are. And I think more so than like skill in the tag team division, you need people who are entertaining. Like when New Day can only do so much. Yeah. 
um, which we didn't even speak about, Kevin Owen, not Kevin Owen, um, Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe. Great wow, promo. Wow, what a promo. Man, fuck the camera angle, though, because, like, Samoa Joe's head blocked Kofi's middle finger. And I was just like... <laughs> That's, that was the idea. I, I know, I, I know TVPG, but I was just like, it? what's the point of even doing it if you're not going to show it? Well, no, they did show the middle finger at, at one point during the live production. Okay, so Hulu. I didn't see it when I watched. I saw it on Twitter, like right after the fact, and I'm like, "When the fuck did that happen?" Yeah, no. So I have to go back no, and it watch was, it. it. They did show it live on when they edited for Hulu. They took out him pulling up finger. Stupid. But I thought it was good. I thought I think they're gonna put on a <laughs> it great was so match. Out of nowhere. Um, against some. <laughs> it was so out What's of up? nowhere. It's a random middle finger. <laughs> Ricochet's like, "Hey, that's my gimmick." <laughs> <laughs> he, Kofi was like a little child who discovered how to use the middle finger correctly for the I first know, time. Adorable. His face was everything. <laughs> oh my god! But on the bright side, Extreme Rules as a whole has gotten a little bit more extreme. Um, you have the seven, seven Becky versus Corbin, and uh, my my raw blue Lacey Evans in a, is it a Extreme Rules match? No, it's um Extreme Rules. Winner take all, and Extreme Rules. It's not extreme rules. It is extreme it's, rules. Um, it's extreme rules when it's when it's when it's take all. Extreme rules winner takes all. No holds barred for Shane McMahon and Drew versus Undertaker and um well, and Roman. Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roro. And I think that's it. I think that's the only things they changed up. I don't think we need to see the Undertaker in a no no holds barred match. I think we're okay on that front. <laughs> they need to be Undertaker and Junior be in a hair versus hair match. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the the report on the street is that the Undertaker wanted to come back because he wanted to work with Drew McIntyre. Sure, I heard that too. Which is, well, hey, props to Drew McIntyre. Like, The Undertaker selects the people he fights, and if The Undertaker chooses you, that's a fucking bad Good guess, honor. Meltzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Way to infer so, on the situation. Hey, you, you got you, well, Way to well, infer so, on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, more props to him. If The Undertaker wants to work with you, you're going to work with him and see how it goes. You know. Does he stick around for long after this feud? Hope not, but who knows? It's the Undertaker. He still has the greatest pop in all of wrestling. He showed up two weeks in a row, which is fantastic. It's also because they're like in Texas area, and he lives in you know Texas. What it is anytime, so anytime it Taker gets a pop, it's always like that high pitched girls excited for a hot guy scream. And it's like, I'm just like, wow, guys really love Undertaker, man. <laughs> Undertaker is not a sex symbol anymore If he ever was So that just has to be Mark's Going that high pitch too (laughs) It's true He does get that high pitch You would think Bieber came out (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was a Backstreet Boys Seriously (laughs) So Extreme Rules is getting a little bit more extreme, but still not extreme enough for me to go down there to Philly and actually watch the show. But what I will potentially go down to Philly to see is another show from another promotion that's a little bit indie with a little bit of a WWE influence. Um, 
that is a fantastic uh, brand and it's celebrating their 10th anniversary and we will be talking about their 10th anniversary show plus another climax of a show that is starting um, this weekend all when we come back from break. What up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. Hey folks, my name is Mr. Fretz, host of the Fretzelmania podcast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And as we begin to wrap up, we do have a little bit more of news and notes that we do need to get into um, on a on a kind of a down note. It came out again right after we recorded last week. Uh, Tommy Dreamer talked about uh, the time when he was going to debut... God, hold it together. <laughs> Tommy Schubert talked about the time when he was going to debut in WWE and the original angle and how that angle kind of got taken away from him. And he was so depressed and down in the dumps that he considered murdering Paul Heyman and himself on live television. And not just live television. During WrestleMania, during one of the most iconic matches in WrestleMania history, TLC2, he, he states that, you know, they were in Texas. The original idea was he was going to debut during that, that historical TLC2 match. Um, I don't know whose side he was going to be on, but he was going to come through the crowd and interfere. At the last second, they nixed it. Um, and he, he legitimately says he considered going like across the street where he could go buy a gun because it's fucking Texas. Um, America. You know. Can you buy a gun like as easily as you can buy a loaf of bread in Texas? Yes. Oh, God. Um, and, and he considered, you know, doing the angle, coming out, and legitimately putting a gun to Heyman's head and killing him on live TV and then killing himself as like, you know, murder-suicide. Um, and he said the only thing that saved him, the only thing that made him change his mind was that JR, who was one of the heads of, I think, talent and head of, or one of the big heads of creative, one of the big wigs at the time, gave him a call um, and said, hey, I know the angle kind of, the angle's not going to work for WrestleMania, but we still have a lot of faith in you and hang in there. And that changed the entire outlook for Tommy Dreamer. I don't know if it was Benoit. <laughs> Who called what Dreamer? I thought of that too. <laughs> Might have been Benoit called Dreamer. Hey, kid, <laughs> keep your head up. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it just it's it was weird when that came out when when he when he said it. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's something like. <clears throat> how do you six publicly say that? Well, I mean, he, he it, it has been a significant amount of time since this happened. I, know, I think he's had eight, I mean, just in general. Seven years. It was WrestleMania 17, so that was what, 2001? Oh, gosh. Something like that. I was nine during WrestleMania. <clears throat> that WrestleMania? I was oh, six. Oh, my God. 
I just I just turned six. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the article, see what he actually said, because it was. It's very graphic. Here it is. It, it is very graphic, but I want you, I want uh, people who are listening to kind of understand what was in his mindset at the time. It was WrestleMania X7 in Houston. Yeah, I mean, this, this um, was right when ECW was closing. This was right when Paul... McMahon had just bought out WCW Yeah, and so ECW. ECW literally closed its doors. Tommy Dreamer shut off the lights. He is the one who closed the ECW arena down, not Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman owed him a bunch of money that he never got paid for. Um, so he was depressed. I mean, he was... ECW's guy, which is why I love him so much. He's like, if I was, if I was ever to be a professional wrestler, I would probably be Tommy Dreamer. I don't know why I think that. It's just I connect with Tommy Dreamer more than anyone else. That's so yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I fucking just love Tommy Dreamer. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just where he was in that headspace. You got to feel for the guy, and thank God for good old Jr. Yeah, so here's what he said. He goes, I remember I did a show there and I saw a sign that said, Guns Welcome, and I was in Houston. I did an indie show, and I said, what is this? I'm from New York. What do you mean, What do you mean, Guns Welcome? And they said, oh, you, you're allowed to bring a firearm into the venue. By the way, fucking wild, okay? <laughs> fucking wild. Uh, I, was across from a street, I was across the street from the Astrodome. When I tell you it resonated in my head so, so much that I'll tell you what I wanted to do, it's sick that I think of this. At WrestleMania, I was going to hop the rail, I was going to whack Paulie in the back of the head at the announce table, then I was going to whack myself. The ultimate martyr. I was going to hit my pose, crack, boom, pull the trigger, because I was that insane. Don't know if I would have went through with it, but that's what I was thinking about every day. I was like, I will go down in history. Pop, boom. First, they think it was an angle until I shot him. I was so severely depressed and so mental with rage, I needed help. And then he goes on to talk about um, what JR said to him. He said, randomly, I got a phone call from a number I didn't know, I didn't pick up, and I remember having these thoughts and it was bad. I had a gun. I was, man, could you think about the horribleness that it would have done for my legacy? I would have ruined WrestleMania, which I love. WrestleMania for everybody. These thoughts were so, so crazy in my head. How dare that person? He screwed my parents over, and I come from a mobster mentality. In my head, I was like, I would become infamous, which is famous for the wrong reason. I'm glad I didn't do it. But when that phone call came from Jim Ross, again, just said, leave a message. It said, hey, Tommy, it's Jim Ross. Just want to let you know, we're still thinking about you. We're going to get it done. Just You just got to hang tight. Thank you. And that's all Jim Ross said to make Tommy Dreamer change his mind about the whole thing. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about it, and if you listen to what Tommy Dreamer said, he had a gun. He was prepared to do this. He had nothing to lose. He had already <laughs> lost everything at that point. In his own mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you're listening to that segment, we don't mean to be a downer partner, so, but I just kind of want to bring you awareness that... You know, if you have friends that are feeling lower down, you haven't heard of them, check in on them, say hi, tell, let them know what you're thinking about them, because you never know what's going on in their head. You know, and thankfully, Jim Ross gave him that phone call 
and respected Tommy Dreamer enough to tell him, like, hey, we know this shit sucks right now, but we're going to get you in there no matter what. And he did. He had his run in WWE for a while. He's still here. <laughs> He's a hardcore legend. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. Well, you're, you're awkwardly silent here for, for this Tommy Dreamer recap. Yeah. Innovator of violence, baby. <laughs> Talk yeah, about no being shit. innovative. <laughs> no shit. I mean, I'll joke about anything. Um, but yeah, thank thank God, man, because I would wrestle if that actually happened. Rest this wrestling would be rest, dead. Yeah, completely. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would have been the end of it. This was this was. I, I'm actually listening to the um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. They're talking about WrestleMania 17. Um, this was released back in the end of March, so yeah, it's just kind of weird. This has how it, how it came up, but this was the pinnacle of top. This was the the most popular wrestling has ever been. WrestleMania 17, 2001, with the closing of WCW, ECW, and WWE at its top ever. And if that would have happened, it would have all came crashing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, obviously they replaced um, his run in what I think Rhino ran mm-hmm. in from ECW and something like that. I've never actually watched Trust Me. I said it was Rhino because Rhino and Lita came down. Rhino and Lita. I think Spike, Spike came, came well. down for the Dullies as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just talk about you never you never know what what's going yeah. on on the you inside. D- yeah, yeah, it's just it's just absolutely wild because like I can I, it's it's weird for me not weird for me because I'm a therapist and I I deal with a lot of this you know these inner emotions and listening to a lot of this stuff but it's weird for me as a wrestling fan because I can picture this actually mm-hmm. happening yeah like I can see the moment like because I've seen X Seven tons and tons of times X Seven's a fantastic pay per view um but I I can see that I can see it happening so easily especially in that day in that day and age mm-hmm. too. No one would know. No one would stop him. Before it's no, before no it's too no late. Like, oh crap, before it's too late. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Anyway, all right, let's brighten up the day a little bit more. Um, yeah, let's evolve into something else out. here. Yeah, that's <laughs> clever, clever. Um, but yes, I was able. I was fortunate enough um, to go to an evolve show, which I've been talking about last week. Uh, I went to evolve. I met. Uh, I met pretty much all of the undisputed era except for Adam Cole because he's on a NXT Championship World Tour. Um, I Roderick Strong, nicest person in the world um got to hang out with Ch- with uh champa who's this who's really funny actually uh Ch- i was like champa how are you doing he was like oh it's good you know wrestling crowd is different from being at home with the baby you know it's good to be back in you know with a bunch of wrestling marks it's also good to be away from my child for a little bit because <laughs> i forgot he has a young he has a newborn at home i believe Ciampa? yeah she was like, born like a few months ago right <laughs> Yeah, Chopper has. Did a you touch his beard like I asked you to? Uh, I totally ah, forgot. Bastard. Like, but like you see his beard in person here in such awe. Yeah, it's like I would I would have asked like, first, but like, so hey, can I have a picture just touching your I've, beard? I feel like there's no good way to ask him. Hey, can I touch your beard? 
you know, very, very politely. He was, like, like, hey, he was in such a good mood, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, oh, yeah, we're cool, whatever. <laughs> Can I lick your yeah. beard? I'm going to do that at the next meet and greet. I'm going to lick whoever you beard I find. You got you to pull the Gimli. He's like... I have one gift to ask Lady Galadriel. <laughs> one hair from your head on top of your case, your beard. <laughs> you, 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 you walk back, Will. You want to guess what my gift was? He gave me three. <laughs> no, I also got to meet Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze. Like he's also a very down-to-earth, very chill man. I asked him, can he stop beating Xavier Woods in video games? He said, no, it's really too easy. Um, <laughs> if you've ever watched Up, Up, Down, Down with Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods, um, it's just really funny. Tyler Breeze just likes to troll him the whole time. The show in and of itself was absolutely fantastic. Um, there was a bunch of other NXT stars on the show. Baba Tunde is a massive human being from NXT. Arturo Ruas was also there. Uh, they went up against a bunch of the talent of of evolve um tyler breeze went up against ar fox which um which will you enjoy this when they were switching between shine and evolve um me and hashtag wade care shout out to wade who went to the show with me and you're welcome wade as i'm going as i'm going back outside i smell the i smell a giant scent of weed and i look to my left and there's ar fox walking right past me (laughs) I was like, oh, there's Fox. <laughs> um, AR Fox and Tyler Breeze put on the match of the night. It was fantastic. Um, and they, they put on the move of the night right in fucking front of me. So um, Prince Pretty, who, by the way, everybody loves on the Indies, um, he gets knocked out by the entrance ramp. AR Fox tries to do a tope suicida through the ropes. And Tyler Breeze just kicks him in the fucking face. <laughs> Hits the unprettier one, two, three. Tyler Breeze wins. Um, they are gearing up obviously for the 10th anniversary show, which is going to be at the original ECW Arena in Philly the night before Extreme Rules. Also, the same night as um, Fight for the Fallen, which Kenny Omega is obviously still really pissed about. Um, that show is going to be the first ever indie show that is going to be debuting live on the WWE Network. You're going to have the likes of Adam Cole, who is um, an alumnus of Evolve against Akira Tozawa, another alumnus from Evolve, going up for the NXT title, will be on the line on that show. You have Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle, uh, two founding members of the Catchpoint faction on the indie shows, and also two alumnus of Evolve um, going up against each other. Um, and you'll enjoy this one, Will. It's going to be champion versus champion, winner take all, the WWN champion, J.D. Drake, versus Austin Theory. <laughs> will be on that oh. show. Yes. <laughs> See, Ricky, you're running through his card, and um, I, I get what they're doing. It's all the current WWE guys who went through Evolve on this card. But why not use it more to promote the guys that are on Evolve, like currently? Oh no, there is. I'm just showing. I'm just telling you the highlights. I can tell you the, what the rest of the card is. How long Those is this card? I remember off the top of. It's not that long at all. But I think they're doing a lot of balancing of. Um, 
You're doing a lot of bouncing of putting some of the WWE people on because it's a WWE network, so they kind of have to. Um, as well as, um, sorry, as well as showing the evolved talent, not just that, but the evolved talent that's kind of already been there. Yeah, no, I totally get it. You know, that's kind of what I'm, it's kind of what I'm seeing here. Uh, are you going? I'm probably not. Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't want to drive to Philly. That's, um, a, that's is, a long drive. <laughs> Yeah. It's two it's hours. It's Philly, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like two and change. It's an it's the night before Extreme Rules. Yeah. And I I feel like that show is sold out to fucking. Yeah, and Mickey, I, I, Mickey, I owe you enough money, so my <laughs> list of debt is growing. Well, it wasn't me that was gonna... Yeah, um it wasn't <laughs> even that. Uh it was more so where is this? Here we go. WWE.com actually released the lineup for the card. For Evolve. So let's go to the website. Went down. Quick. Here's here it is. Alright. We're gonna start with the with the beginning. Special tracks from that's Josh Briggs, who got a standing ovation in his return Good. to the boom. Good which, for him. Yeah, he deserved it. And it's really funny that match actually, I'll talk about that real quick. He he faked the spot. Really? That that caused him to be in yeah. He they, they they it was kind of like a half botch. It looked like it was a half botch. Like it looked like he was gonna go for it, but he didn't. And then he got put into a submission, but he didn't tap out. The ref called the match on his behalf. Nice. And he was like, "What the fuck?" And the ref's like, "I gotta look out for your safety, dude. Like you just got injured. I can't do this to you." <laughs> So it's pretty interesting. So anyway, special tracks match: Josh Briggs versus Anthony Green with Brandy Lauren, who's a part of a new faction. Fatal four-way match: Your boy Kurt My Stallion boy. versus <laughs> versus Sean Maluda versus Stephen Wolf versus Harlem Bravado. Uh, special challenge match: Baba Tunde, NXT superstar versus Colby Carino. Grudge match: Anthony Henry versus NXT superstar Arturo Ruiz. Uh, the Catchpoint reunion match: Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. The Evolved Tag Team Championship match, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy versus A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff of the Skoke, who are fantastic. Um, the Evolved Champion versus the WWN Champion, like I said, winner take all, Austin, Ve- Austin Theory versus J.D. Drake. Now, when you see J.D. Adam Drake, versus- <laughs> I know, first impressions, we're like, who the fuck is this fat fuck? Then you're going to see him wrestle, and Let you're going to go, work. who the fuck is this fat fuck? God damn, he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let him wrestle. He'll be fine. <laughs> he will be fine. They've been they've been setting up this feud for a while. Austin Theory versus JD Drake. Austin Theory. If you've ever seen Austin Theory, you understand why Triple H is probably salivating at the mouth to get him on NXT TV. Um, because he's the future. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Austin Theory is the absolute future. <laughs> Control yourself, Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. I see him. I'm ready. <laughs> we're, our goal is to get you a meet and greet with Austin Bye. Theory now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in a couple of weeks. What's going on this Saturday, actually, is the beginning of the G1 Climax, and it's the G1 kickoff going on in Dallas, Texas, this Saturday, I believe. So what do we expect to kind of see from this show? Remember, we don't have Dean Ambrose. This is block A of the G1. I have no idea. I'm not going to watch it. I have no idea. 
Let me pull up the card again. Oh. Yes, please do, Kmer. Pull up the G1 card. I know it's probably some of the some of the people in the tournament, but it's also going to be some special matches on there. Um, Remember, the winner of a G1 gets a title, gets an IWGP heavyweight title. For whoever they want, right? Rest- <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but it's, it's usually the IWGP heavyweight championship uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be two days now. So you don't have to stay up. Wrestle <laughs> Kingdom is two days now? Wrestle Kingdom is going to be two days. Shut the fuck up. It's amazing. Nope. All right. Let me take my glasses off <laughs> for this. All right. You have to take your glasses off to read. I can't. I can't see far away. I can see close up, so I take off my glasses to read. All right. All right. What do we got? A block. We have Okada. We have Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. We have Tanahashi, Ibushi, yes. uh, Evil. What? And Sonata. And right? Sonata. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? No, there's more. I know. I'm looking. It just stopped there. Really? It literally on the New Japan website stopped there. Uh, oh, let me go right now. Here's the match card. I got it right now. So the the G1 Climax opener, the card for Dallas, which is going to start at 6 p.m. July 6, um, on Access TV. We got Okada versus Tanahashi, Abushi oh. versus Kenta, Sonata versus Saber. Evil versus Bad Luck Fale, uh, Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. You also have Juice and Thunder Liger and Juice Robinson and Toru Yanu versus Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuo Naito. You also have Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Chase Owens and Jay White of the Bullet Club. You have uh, Shota Umino and Tomohiro Ishii versus Ren Narita. Looks like a handicap match. And you also have Sho and Yo versus Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. Obviously, of the Bullet Club. So those are your matches. What do we expect out of this? I mean, I expect if we're looking at Block A, if we're looking at the Block A matches, the highlighted matches right here. Oof, Okada and Tanahashi is gonna gonna be a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So is Abushi and Kenta. If Kenta can walk and <laughs> not get injured, that's a big if. That's a big if these days. Um, I expect Saber to beat Sonata. Mm-hmm. I expect Osprey to win easily, and I expect Evil to to pretty much get out of that one pretty easy as well. But, I mean, if Kenta gets injured, obviously Ibushi, but I can't pick between Okada and Tanahashi. I mean, Tanahashi is my favorite NJPW star, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's obviously, it's fucking Okada. Mm, It's hard. It is very hard. I'll say Okada, because why not? You know, it's early. It's a round robin style time of tournament. It's best record wins. Yeah. So you, like I said, you can suffer a loss and still kind of come back. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But if you're going to be watching that, let me know because I'll probably still be in a tattoo parlor because I'll be there all fucking day. Um, when night is it up this, uh, uh, six o'clock. When? July six. Saturday, six o'clock at night. Saturday. Yep. It's in Dallas. Oh yeah, that's right. America. Thank God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, indeed. <laughs> All right. So yes. Uh, any other news notes? Anything that we missed in wrestling? Because I think we covered pretty much everything. There's a mashup of our truth saying he wants his baby back, and it got mashed up with the chili song. 
Are you serious? Where do you find the stuff, Kate? Twitter. <laughs> I feel like, like at this point, Twitter just will just like show me anything related to art truth, and I watch it and I eat it up. <laughs> That's why you keep getting art truth shit. <laughs> yeah, it's all art truth. I think I know more about art truth at this point than Roman Reigns. Wow. Yeah. That says a lot. It says a lot about Joseph Anna Y. Um, I got rid of my Joseph Anna Y shirt yesterday. Are you not going to see Hobbs and Shaw either? I didn't want... I mean, I only wanted to see Hobbs and Shaw because of him. Like, I don't want to pay for this movie. I refuse to spend uh, money on this. I've never sat through a single Fast and the Furious movie. Why the fuck would I spend money on the knockoff with Roman Reigns? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he bay, but I'm gonna wait for Netflix. Fair, fair, fair enough. Well, any news and notes that we're missing in wrestling? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so enthusiastic. I'm tired, dude. I have to edit this and go to bed. <laughs> Anywho, King of the Nights. Let's bring it out, folks. Who is, who is the your King of the Night? We're going to start with... Oh, uh, JR. Oh, absolutely. Really? <laughs> God, God damn right, it's going to save Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> and because he didn't, he didn't make me want to turn off AEW by his commentary again. His commentary is actually yeah, I mean, really good. He, <laughs> double or nothing... I didn't like the, the, the trio. I don't like the stupid guy with the mask. It's like, how can you watch wrestling with a mask on? Is that hard? Like, <laughs> but um, it was better. The commentary was better. Um, so let's go. It's going to Jr. for saving my favorite wrestler. Okay, what about you? My king of the night is Maria Canales. Maria Canales because she for taking charge of her relationship for taking charge of her relationship <laughs> and admitting she'd rather get impregnated by Becky Lynch than her own fucking husband. I mean, have you same. seen Becky? Yeah, she's she my wife, though. <laughs> Move over, Seth. Um, uh, the Resident yes. Rainbow is coming for you. Seth's got some competition. I'm emo. I have curly hair. Come at me. God, you're totally what MJF is trying to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my kick of the night actually is a sentimental one. It goes out to a, another member of our Wrestle Addict Radio family, and he also just so happens to be um, the co-general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio, uh, the Reverend Manch Chapel, who is uh, unfortunately going through a hard personal issue with um, his family, and I just want Manch to know, if he is listening to this, that um, you know myself as well as the rest of the Kings of the Rings podcast aren't thinking about you and if you ever need help Mance with anything or just want to talk just reach out to us obviously Mance is the host of the gift of podcast debuting every Monday uh, I believe he'll be having a show coming out um, this upcoming Monday but do not be surprised um, if he does because like I said he is going through a pretty rough personal time but Mance is a champion in my book and uh, I wish him all all the best and if you ever need anything Mance we are all here for you so that's your talent for sure Yes, Mance, oh, the man. Love Mance. <laughs> the man. Anywho, folks, it's time to get out of here. Let's put this show on the road. Let's have some hot dogs. It's the burgers. greatest, Let's celebrate. greatest love I've ever known. This is why you don't do choir. <laughs> That's why I'm a drummer. <laughs> well, will you play? Well, will you play a show with me? Uh, and just sing that song. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Baby. <laughs> give him a microphone. I am not a good singer. <laughs> I sing oh in a shower God. and the water turns off. <laughs> I feel like we've had enough of this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 154. I don't even know what we're going to name this. I had something in the beginning and I fucking lost it. Um, uh, starting, I don't know, out with a bang. What are we going to name this show? I didn't know what you were going to name it this week. I don't know. I had something. I totally lost it. Um, oh, I can't name a cuckold because that's bad. Um, mm. Mm. Music's still playing, Ricky. I know, it's perfect. Just keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make you edit this hard until we figure out a title. I'm leaving all this in. Yeah, I'm doing Are a quick ready? edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Name the show. I don't know. I feel. I we were something. very mild mannered this week. We weren't even mild mannered. Comparatively. Touche. No, um, no one fingered themselves in the ass, so it's not like we can name the show after that. You make me listen back to all this shit so I can figure something out on you. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm gonna make Why you do. Why couldn't have Ricochet released another sex tape? Then we could have had another fucking. I got it. We're naming it. Thank you, Jr. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I support Tommy Dreamer being alive, <laughs> we are not. <laughs> KOTR 154, I support Tommy Dreamer being alive. <laughs> no, we're going to actually, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna call it going out with a bang. There it is. Bang, there bang, is. a bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. What was called bang? Bang, you're dead. No, no, oh, too much, too much, too much. Oh, shit. I, didn't, I did not realize the joke I was making there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to KOTR episode number 154, The Big Bang Theory. I am your host, ah. King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find Kings of the Rings podcast, KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can listen to us on all podcasts. Um, uh, places by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio and following Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram and Facebook. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me personally at Ambassador Biggs, B I G Z, Ambassador Biggs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Some people's DMs, less people's text messages, Ambassador Biggs, B I G Z. Will, my favorite editor in the world. Have fun with this one tonight. Uh, you know, like, you have to take a poo for like, and you, 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 you can't like force it out, but you feel it coming. That's been me for the past. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of like that, sit yeah, there. That's been me for like the past two hours. So, as Vader once said, it's time! Oh, it's time! So, without further ado, it's me, it's me, it's really T-T-S-M Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. The best thing about podcasting is you never know what I'm going to say, including myself. So, without further ado, Kate Murphy, do how you doing. 
Are you doing? Judy. <laughs> Dang. So it is me, your queen bee. Okay, <laughs> just read it to the teleprompter. <laughs> I didn't read anything. I didn't read the prepared notes, Kate. I didn't even start talking. You were fucking distracted. Read the prepared notes, Kate. I lost the prepared notes. Oh, God. It's me, your queen bee. The HBIC Wrestle Attic Radio. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. And you can find me and my ukulele on Thursday, July 25th at Cedar Beach for an acoustic night. Told you it was coming. Ooh. Very, very nice. Yes. Acoustic night. What date is that again? It's a Thursday. Mmm, <laughs> it's a Thursday. It's a, th- Thursday. It's a Thursday night at Cedar Beach in Mount Sinai. It is free. And on the beach. Better be there. Well, it's on the beach. It better be freaking free. This isn't Jones Beach here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, no. Yeah. Yes, and thank goodness, folks, that the greatest, greatest love we've ever known has returned. Congratulations to Maria Canales for getting preggers again and gracing us with her presence and the presence of her bitch. <laughs> so be sure to check us out next week where we'll probably be talking about more of the rise of the Heyman era, and we're going to see if someone gets electrocuted again on Raw, because River Kings of the Rings, goodbye and good night. 